Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossard S.J. Book 3, Chapter 4, Section 3, The Generosity of God. The more God seems to despoil the soul that is in the state of abandonment, the more generous are his gifts. Let us continue to advance in the knowledge of the divine action and of its loving deceptions. That which it withdraws from the perception, it bestows incognito, as if it were on the goodwill. It never allows it to want for anything. It is as if someone who had maintained a friend by bounties bestowed personally upon him should suddenly, for the welfare of this same friend, pretend that he could no longer oblige him, yet continues to assist him without making himself known. The friend, not suspecting any hidden design in this mystery of love feels hurt and entertains all sorts of ideas and criticisms of the conduct of his benefactor. When, however, the mystery begins to be revealed, God knows what different feelings arise in the soul, joy, tenderness, gratitude, love, confusion, and admiration, followed by an increase of zeal for and attachment to the benefactor. And this trial will be the means of strengthening the soul and accustoming it to similar surprises. The application is easy. With God, the more one seems to lose, the more one gains. The more he strikes off of what is natural, the more he gives of what is supernatural. He is loved at first for his gifts. But when these are no longer perceptible, he is at last loved for himself. It is by the apparent withdrawal of these sensible gifts that he prepares the way for that great gift, which is the most precious and most extensive of all, since it embraces all others. Souls which have once for all submitted themselves to the divine action ought to interpret everything favorably. Yes, everything even the loss of the most excellent directors and the want of confidence they cannot help feeling in those who offer themselves for that post. In truth, those guides who, of their own accord, run after souls, deserve to be distrusted. Those who are truly inspired by the Spirit of God do not, as a rule, show so much eagerness and self-sufficiency. They do not come forward until they are appealed to, and even then they proceed with caution. May the soul that has given itself entirely to God pass without fear through all these trials without losing its balance. Provided it is faithful to the divine action, this all-powerful action can produce marvels in it, in spite of every obstacle. God and the soul work in common, 
and the success of the work depends entirely on the divine workman and can only be spoilt if the soul proves unfaithful. When the soul is well, all is well. Because what is from God, that is to say, his part and his action, are, as it were, the counterpoise of the fidelity of the soul. It is the best part of the work, which is done something like beautiful tapestry, stitch by stitch, from the wrong side. The worker employed on it sees only the stitch he is making, and the needle with which he makes it, while all the stitches combined form magnificent figures which do not show until every part being complete, the right side is turned outwards. All the beauty and perfection of the work remain in obscurity during its progress. It is the same with the soul that has abandoned itself to God. It has eyes only for him and for its duty. The performance of this duty is, at every moment, but an imperceptible stitch added to the work. And yet with these stitches God performs wonders of which he sometimes allows a glimpse to be seen, but which will not be visible in their entirety till revealed on the great day of eternity. How full of goodness and wisdom is the guidance of God. He is so entirely kept up his own grace and his own action. All that is admirable, great, exalted, and sublime and so completely left to our souls with the aid of grace, all that is little, light, and easy, that there is no one in the world who cannot easily reach a most eminent degree of perfection in accomplishing lovingly the most ordinary and obscure duties. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. What a profound analogy for our lives. You and I are tapestries that God is producing. But the way the tapestry is produced from the other side that's not really seen, all that's seen is one stitch at a time. And so what God is doing in my life and your life, all that's happening are these stitches that we can see but we really can't see how they're fitting into the whole. We can't really understand how they're contributing to the whole, nor can we see the whole itself. We can't see the whole purpose, the whole shape, the whole goal of our lives. We don't really know where God is leading us. We don't really know what we're going to become. All that we have before us is the single stitch, not the full tapestry. But we know that what we are meant to become, 
is holy. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We pray that God might complete in us what he has begun. But do we have to do something great to be a beautiful tapestry? No. Nothing great in the sense of something outlandish, unusual, remarkable in the eyes of others. Father de Kassad is saying, there's no one in the world, no one, who cannot easily reach a most eminent degree of perfection in accomplishing lovingly the most ordinary and obscure duties. It doesn't matter how simple the stitch seems to be. It doesn't matter how small our tapestry seems to be. There's no one who with love, this is the key word, lovingly accomplishing the most ordinary and obscure duties, cannot reach an eminent degree of perfection. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, if we're doing the will of God here and now, if we're trying to accomplish the duties the Lord has asked us to do, and if we're doing them with love, then the Lord is going to allow us to reach the holiness we desire. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.